0: Welcome to Lighthouse Faith Podcast, where we are moving forward in truth and love. I'm Lauren Green, Chief Religion Correspondent for Fox News Channel and author of the book Lighthouse Faith. Well, here's a question. Can the Bible be called hate speech? Um, and can someone be prosecuted on the basis of making statements from the Bible? Well, that appears to be what is happening in the legal battle of Paivi Uh, She is a public official, a member of uh, Finland's parliament and now on trial accused of hate speech against the LGBTQ community. Now, the trial may be taking place across the ocean, but it could be a sign of what's to come here in the United States as the culture wars over LGBTQ rights versus religious beliefs. Um, The case of Jack Phillips, the Colorado Baker, um, he won his case in the US Supreme Court, but there are other cases that are winding their way through the legal system. Uh, Rasanen is a former interior minister of Finland. She is the mother of five and also a member of the Lutheran church there. She is being tried in a court of law for hate speech against the gay community because she tweeted out statements from the Bible. There's more to it than that, but that's basically what we're going for here. Um, I'm going to let her explain the details, but, but, but the test really here is whether the Bible here is on trial. And I think that's really the question. And that was the curious reason why I wanted to talk with her. You know, pundits are looking at this, you know, how far can religious beliefs go when it comes to when it you know, runs counter to the culture's beliefs about what is moral or immoral. Um, so Paivi uh, Rasinan joins me now from Finland. and
1: Welcome, first of all. Thank you so much. I- I'm glad to be here.
0: Well, I'm glad you're here too. And I, I, I was reading one of the BBC articles about this, and there are a couple of quotes. It just says the case is being seen as a test of whether personal religious beliefs can justify controversial language. And the other quote is the court will have to decide whether citing the Bible can be considered a crime in some cases in Finland. Um, that, what are you? What is your reaction to that? When actually you, you say. Can the Bible be considered a crime in some cases?
1: Yes, in fact uh, it has been also a surprise for me and and shocking that this has happened in Finland, which has such uh, long and and uh, long roots in in the history of uh, freedom, of speech and religion. Uh, It it is uh, two and a half years ago when the whole process started from one tweet (laughs) that uh, Mm -hmm. I updated in my social media postings. And it was about uh, my church's uh, uh, support to the Pride Parade. Mm -hmm. So you, you, you tweeted about the Pride Parade.
0: Um, in, um, and the Lutheran church there was supporting it, right?
1: Yes. And I took a photo from my Bible, from the Romans chapter one, where Apostle Paul teaches about marriage and about uh, homosexual acts. And I, I asked the leadership of my church in, in the Twitter posting that uh, how is it possible uh, that... Uh, uh, that they support these kinds the kind of acts that are in contradiction with the doctrine, the basis of the church, the Bible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And after that, um, we had a huge discussion in in Finland and in our church, which is the majority church in, in, in Finland, Finnish Lutheran church. Uh, but then some citizen made a criminal complaint about mm-hmm. the truth. and then police started to investigate it, and after that, when it came to public, then there were altogether five criminal complaints that were made against me, and all these were about Bible, how we interpret Bible, and um, the police said when when they investigated. For example, my pamphlet that I had written already, uh, two thousand four, male and female. He created them. Right, (laughs) right. The title of the of the booklet. The police said that uh, no crime had happened, that Mm -hmm. uh, that um, it it was not against our uh, criminal law, but uh, the prosecutor general uh, decided that the police has to. Um, uh, investigate this. And and then I sat in the police station over 10 hours <laughs> to be interrogated I, I, I have to stop you right there because that that is
0: unbelievable to a lot of people that you were actually questioned for 10 hours, interrogated for 10 hours in the police station over your tweet using a Bible verse. Now, I know a lot of people object, and um, that's, that's been an ongoing debate about what the Bible actually says about homosexuality, whether it is a sin or not a sin, or whether um, you know, certain acts are sinful or not. Um, you know, A few years ago, I did a podcast with two evangelical um, Christian ministers who were on either side, both sides of that issue, and I hope that we, we, we put that up with this podcast so that you can actually hear more of the debate. Because it's it's more than, you know, what we can talk about this in this podcast. What we're talking about is, can someone quoting the Bible actually be charged with a crime, uh, a hate speech? Now, that becomes the issue. When you were in the police department for 10 hours being interrogated, what were they
1: asking you? In fact, it was uh, over 13 hours. Oh, wow. Three, three times and altogether about 13 hours, uh, they asked me, for example, that what, uh, what do I mean by the word sin? Uh, what mm-hmm. is the message of the uh, letter to the Romans and, and the first chapter uh, of, of the Romans? So they were mainly uh, theological questions. And, and then um, it was also a question about... Uh, can we make a difference between the identity of a person and and his or her acts? Mm -hmm. And I think that this is the core of all the process because um, when one year ago, the prosecutor general published uh, the charges, uh, he claimed um, uh, many that kind of uh, things that I have not said. For example, she claimed that uh, I had said that God has not created even homosexuals or that I keep them inferior to other people. I have never said anything like that because, of course, my Christian conviction (laughs) says Mm -hmm. that all people are equal, all people are precious. God has created everyone. But then, when we had the... um, Trial day. We had uh, it in in the Helsinki District Court twenty uh, fourth of January. Mm-hmm. The prosecutor targeted the core doctrine of Christianity. She claimed that my views are known as fundamentalist doctrine, which is summarized as love the sinner, hate the sin. And, and she, she said that this doctrine, love the sinner, hate the sin, it is regarded as insulting and defaming because, according to her, you cannot make a distinction between the person's identity and his or her actions. If you condemn to act, you also condemn the human being and regard him or her as inferior. Now, this, this, I, this is scary,
0: too, because... Uh, you understand, it shows, if this, is, if this is true, it shows that the, you know, the legal system is so out of step with understanding what the theological basis of Christianity is. This is core Christianity. Like you said, you can hate the sin but love the sinner. The the father hates the sin in the son, in the child. He loves the child, but he hates the sin that is destroying the child's life. Now, you can debate whether, you know, homosexuality is a sin or not. That's really not the issue. But the fact that um, they would challenge this core Christian kind of belief says a lot. Now, I I want to say that I have reached out to the prosecutor's office in Finland to ask if they could uh, give me some insight into their... Um, their case against you. Um, they declined to comment um, uh, until the end of the trial, which is um, the 14th. And we are doing this before the 14th. So, um, you know, just know that, you know, that date is coming up, but they would not comment um, on this case. And I've reached out to them um, and I want them in the, in the interest of fairness. So all we're getting is your side of this, but I think that's a very interesting concept. This, like how it, it just shows that today's culture who you are and your actions are so tied to your identity. And it doesn't matter, you know, your sexual identity or your work identity or whatever it is. But I think that's one of the issues in the world today about separating sin from the sinner.
1: Yes. And I think that it is, uh, it is also what Jesus did. If we read uh, about Jesus from the Bible, we, we see that, uh, He condemned the sin, but he loved all sinners. And and in the Bible, the teaching of law and gospel is, is the core doctrine of the Bible. God has created all human beings as his own image, and we have equal value, but we all are also sinners. And no one's human dignity decreases because of sin. God loves the person but hates the sin. And I think that also uh, this this doctrine is very unfamiliar to life. I'm mother of five, five children, and uh, when I was raising my children, I loved them all equally, but I still had to at times criticize their actions quite harshly. So I, I think that the prosecutor's thought is, is unfamiliar to life and also to the rule of law, because even the most notorious criminals do not lose their human rights or human dignity if they get a punishment for their deeds. So I, I think this is the core problem, and, and the prosecutor has also said in public that if I will be convicted, then it is still allowed to cite the Bible. But what is crucial is if you agree with the Bible.
0: Oh, my goodness. So I say you can quote it, but you can quote it saying I disagree. You can't can't quote it saying I agree with it. Yes. That's that's actually quite strange. I, I really do believe that the church has either acquiesced or is sort of kicking the can down the road when it comes to this issue of homosexuality. That's why I keep bringing up the podcast um, I did a, f- a few years ago with the two evangelical ministers who were sitting on both sides of this issue because I think they really do bring up um, the core issues of what's at, what's at stake here. And they basically both agree that this is not one of those issues in Christianity where you can agree to disagree because the Bible is very clear about the penalty of this, if it, if it indeed is a sin. If it is not, then you have no problem. And I think that's where the church is right now, the Lutheran church is. What was, what was the argument your pastor from the Lutheran church gave you when you actually started debating this uh, with him? Uh,
1: um, the bishop, uh, the archbishop of, of the Lutheran church uh he answered to my tweet uh, twitter posting and we had some open letters to each <laughs> other mm-hmm. after after to, after my twitter but um i he he um i i would say that uh his answer he didn't actually answer to my mm-hmm. answer, to mm-hmm. my question uh, he said that um uh, nowadays uh in church they think differently about this issue mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. ethical issue uh and they don't use more this kind of uh words about <laughs> when 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 they speak about mm-hmm. uh, marriage and and so on in fact in in the Finnish Lutheran church we still have uh to marriage only between man and woman. So so the official statement of the church is that to marriage is right. between man and woman, but we have many bishops and many pastors who marry same-sex couples. And it is just now we have a big discussion inside the church about this issue. So our bishops are quite liberal.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the, the Lutheran Church is quite liberal and, 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 and here in the United States as well. We're going to take a break right now on White House Faith Podcast. We'll be back with Paivi um, Räsänen, who is a member of the uh, Parliament of, of Finland, and she is on trial for um, hate speech using quotes from the Bible. We'll be right back. uh, are you a former member of the of the parliament? Some articles said a former member, but in another article said you're a current member of the uh, parliament of uh, of Finland. You're current
1: now? You're still a member of parliament? Yes, I'm a member of parliament. I have been 27 years a member of parliament, and I, I'm also a former minister of interior. Uh, I was I four years in charge of for example, to police. <laughs> in, in- <laughs> Isn't that
0: funny? Is it- <laughs> ironic on that. You know, um, and I want to preface this. We're talking about that you were basically on trial. You were still in trial for uh, using the Bible um, and as a form of hate speech. And, and I want to say about, and I've, I've read the Bible several times, and I know those passages. There are about 12 core passages that actually deal directly with homosexuality. And those passages have been debated and debated and debated, um, uh, it, it, you know, just ex- to exhaustion um, by people who say they, they say what they mean and they mean what they say. And people say it doesn't mean what they say. Um, they cite, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah. They cite uh, Paul's letter to the Corinthians and to, um, and Romans, actually to the Romans as well. And there's some other uh, passages doubted in there as well. Um, you know, it, and that's really not, on trial here. What's on trial here is your belief that they are true. And that's what's on trial. It's not that the Bible was used in this way. What what the Bible says is that if you believe it, and this is the dangerous space we're getting into, that your beliefs, what you
1: think, now becomes a crime. Um, Do you have any support in Finland? Yes, I have a lot of support, and many people in Finland are very worried for this case because because uh, it is uh, not only a problem about um, about uh, of Christians that they can openly <laughs> teach and speak about uh, Bible also in in these uh, painful and and difficult issues, but of course it it deals everyone, because uh, I, I think that um, it is it is a an issue and a question of freedom of speech and conviction and freedom of religion. In in our legislation, we have uh, the constitution and also the international treaties of uh, human rights uh, uh, for freedom and and. Free, freedom of speech and religion, uh, but uh, we have also those hate speech laws in, in right. the Finnish, Finnish law, as, as in almost all European countries. And this is the first time that, this, that, that these laws are used against the Christian belief and that's mm. why this is so important and and that's why a lot of attention is paid on, on this case. And I, I have got a lot of support in Finland from different denominations and churches and also from, from atheists and, and other from atheists other as well. Wow. Yes. Yeah, so, and and also from homosexual people who say that you have the right Uh, to your conviction even though they think differently but they defend my freedom to speak uh, according to my my belief
0: uh who's driving this against you because you know you've got a case where the police are looking at the pamphlet you wrote in 2004 um and it's you know i've read it it's not that much different from anybody else's sort of you know um you know pamphlet or ideas um, against homosexuality in the Bible. It's all there. Um, and it, it, even the police officer said it doesn't rise to the level of a crime, which is odd that you would have to actually say that. But, but who's driving this case against you?
1: Uh, officially, uh, it is the prosecutor general, because she has, uh, she has authority, and power to do it, even though the the high police officers uh, have uh, um, opposed this Mm -hmm. (laughs) suggestion. But um, I would say that uh, in in Finland and also in Europe, we have very strong LGBT advocacy networks Mm -hmm. and groups Mm -hmm. who are behind this. And he, they, they try to test <laughs> through this case that what is the border of the freedom of speech and freedom of religion. So this is some kind of precedent now in, in, right. in Finland and in Europe, because um, Finland, uh, we, we, have, uh, we have high ranking of... Um, of uh, legal system and mm-hmm. and all all freedoms uh, of, of of freedom of speech so if something like this can happen in finland and if i will be convicted it, it can happen in every european country and that's why <laughs> this is I, I know that this is this is so important case and of course for me this is when when uh, originally when I, I posted this Twitter uh, uh, update, um, the most important question for me as a Christian was uh, um, was the trust upon the Bible. I was afraid that if um, the leadership of the church is um, teaching officially this kind of uh, uh, issues, uh, then um, the trust upon the Bible will be in danger among the Christians. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I wanted to sow, and I wanted to wake up Christians to defend, to trust upon the Bible and to defend the freedom to express the belief in the Bible. So this was my motivation. It was not against anyone. I, I think that God loves everyone, loves homosexual people and, and the message of the Bible, it doesn't rise from hate, it, it is from love. Mm-hmm. Do you, if
0: you're convicted, what would you be sentenced to? What would be your penalty?
1: Uh, the maximum penalty is two years prison uh, or fine. And uh, to, <clears throat> it is uh, proportional that it is, it is uh, some kind of uh, fine. But I, I think that the most dangerous punishment is the ban to certain writings so you're, you'll my, be banned
0: from writing. You'll be banned from writing.
1: I, I have to take away my Twitter postings and, and it is not allowed to publish this, uh, this pamphlet anymore and deliver in, it anymore. And then there is also a radio program uh, where they should take two minutes away from, from that discussion.
0: <laughs> so you were on a radio program. And yes. they and they they want to edit out the parts that were most offensive.
1: Yes, yes. So <clears throat> I think that it is most dangerous if 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 they uh, they uh, uh, order the ban to these writings because then after that thousands of sermons and writings and radio and tv programs would be banned <laughs> yeah and and not only in finland but also in in other european countries who have similar legislations we have in, in the finnish law we have uh, our our law is uh, the incitement uh, against a minority group mm-hmm. it is in, the incitement main... against a
0: minority group incitement against a minority group okay so that so they're basically charging you with inciting um, uh, uh, hate or inciting negativity towards a minority group.
1: Yes. Okay. Yes. But I I deny to have um, incited mm-hmm. against any people or any group. Uh, I I I I myself I don't accept bad speech against any people because all people are precious and and all all are equal in, in front of God and and when we compare ourselves to one another. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: You you know, you're smiling, and I have to ask you, um, you seem so happy. I mean, most people would almost be crushed under the weight of what's going on right
1: now. Um, How are you feeling? Yes, uh, I have to say that I feel calm. And in some way, I feel even privileged to Have this position to defend freedom of speech and freedom of religion and freedom of the Bible. And I have to tell that um, when I decided to post the tweet, uh, I was praying. I was praying that is it now my time to resign the church or what should I do? And I got a very clear vision that. My church is like a boat that is sinking. And it is not my time now to jump out of the boat and save myself, but it is my time to try to speak and try to wake those who are sleeping and who are in danger. And, and I, I have felt that this all has been in God's hand mm-hmm. all these two years. And I, I I'm very I, I feel very privileged because so many people are in Finland and also in other countries praying for me and praying for Finland. And I believe that God has some something good in his mind when he raises people to pray. <laughs> so <laughs> I I hope that. God is waking up Christians and waking up people in Finland. So I feel this this is my calling as a Christian. To, I want to thank you so much, um,
0: Paiivi. I want to thank you so much for being on Lighthouse Faith Podcast. You were absolutely charming. And I have to reiterate um, that the, the discussion we're having today is not about what the Bible says about homosexuality, But if you have the right to believe um, in what you believe about it, um, and that goes both ways. um, But if you believe certain things, does that mean that it's a criminal act? Um, And I think that's really what the issue is. Um, You know, there are a lot there are many people on both sides of this issue. And I'm going to repeat again. Uh, I will try to post the. um, the podcast, along with this one of the other debate we actually had with two evangelical ministers from both sides of this issue, because I think it will be really quite informative. And it was a very loving and very respectful debate. And um, I have to go back that to that quite often. And I would hope, I would hope, and I have always hope that we always can have a very loving and even debate about this and not make it a hate crime or, um, or make it um, you know, you're wrong and you're going to hell if you believe that um, about homosexuals or if you believe that in your life. I mean, I think this is absolutely wrong that God loves us all. We're all sinners saved by the grace of God. And, um, you know, we cannot be at this level, at this stage right now. We have to back away from this stage that we're going to actually prosecute somebody who uses the Bible um, to make a point. I I, I just I just have to believe we can't be at that stage right now. And that's why I wanted to talk with you. Um, So thank you very much. Um, We're going to talk to you probably again sometime after the um, after the case is um, decided. Um, And I guess we're you know, it'll be very shortly. So but thank you very much for, for, for being on Lighthouse Faith Podcast.
1: Thank you. It was my pleasure. Thank you.
0: Thank you. And thank you all for listening to Lighthouse Faith Podcast. I'm Lauren Green. Have a blessed day.